Uh, sir, emergency. This is Kyle speaking. How can I help you? Hello? Something just ran in front of us on the road. We're in the ditch. We, we rolled over. How many people are in the car, and is anyone injured? There's two of us. I, I, th I don't think we have any injuries. Is the car on its top or wheels or what? No, it's kind of sitting on its side. Hold one moment, please, while I contact emergency services. Okay. Okay, the state police should be on their way in a few minutes. Is everyone still okay? Yeah, I think we're okay. What ran in front of you? A deer? I, I don't know what the hell it was, but it was big. It looked like a great big dog standing up. Was it a bear, maybe? Maybe. I, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sir? Hello? Are you still there? Welcome to Generation X Paranormal. Each week on this show, Nicole and I will break down a paranormal incident, story, or any other account. So join us and welcome to Generation X Paranormal. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hopefully uh, the mothers that are in our audience had a good weekend last weekend. Uh, we had a we had a pretty good time. Uh, just kind of had a pretty low key celebration. Today's topic really is is something that I find, I guess, really interesting because of a couple things. You know, for the most part, people say that that the United States is completely overpopulated and there is no room, and you know, there's population issues, and that's true for the large cities, of course. There's where people want to live, there's a ton of people there, whether it's a beach, whether it's a big city, or whether it's, you know, uh, a job that, that brings you there for money. You know, the big cities are populated, but there are a lot of places that are not. In fact, a Gallup poll was done, and it says that in 2014, the mapmaker Nick Freeman pulled data from the latest census and said that there are... Roughly about 11 million blocks in the U.S., and that's a, a size that he is he has pretty much said is throughout the U.S. And of that 1 million blocks, only 47 no, I'm sorry, 47 percent of it is uninhabited. So that is a very large swath of land in the U.S. that is uninhabited. So there could be anything in there. I mean, if we, if you haven't been there, you're not. There's nobody living there. There's a good chance that there could be all kinds of things out there. And that kind of brings me to my next point. You know, we cover the paranormal. That's what we do. That's what this show's about. And you know, we all enjoy the the ghosts and the and the UFOs and the true crime. But the other thing we do cover is cryptid cryptozoology. And I find it interesting that cryptid cryptozoology is considered a pseudoscience. And I find that really aggravating because it is the only paranormal thing that we cover that has actually been proven. <laughs> That's the part that just amazes me. In a recent Gallup poll, um, 
that over 71% of Americans believe in miracles. 42% of Americans believe ghosts exist. 41% think that extrasensory perception, ESP, and telepathy is possible. And 29% believe in astrology, which all of them are pretty cool. Some of it I, I, I don't necessarily believe in or buy into, but some of that I definitely fall in that. Um, and another part would be that 21% of people think that the government is hiding aliens. 28% believe that a mysterious secret elite power is plotting a new world order. So I find that interesting that so many people believe in these other paranormal, uh, I guess, paranormal things that have not been proven. But yet the one thing that we have had in the past is cryptozoology. And it is considered a pseudoscience. And pseudoscience is basically a way scientists say that, yeah, they, they acknowledge it as a science, but it's based on basically theory and um, it's disputed that because it can't be substantiated. Yet there has been. In fact, famous cryptids are that have actually been found, and they're not cryptids anymore, would be the platypus. That's a, That was a cryptid that we now found. The giant squid, which in fact we've talked about on this podcast before. Uh, sea serpents, like the oarfish. If you haven't seen that, that's pretty wild. The okapi, which is kind of like a, it's like a giraffe half zebra looking thing. And the Komodo dragon. Did you know the Komodo dragon at one point was a cryptozoology, uh, oh, I'm sorry, a cryptid. And it is now obviously not. And Back when, before it was found, if you told somebody that there was a dragon on the island of Komodo, they'd laugh in your face. So I find that interesting that of everything that's covered in paranormal, cryptids and cryptozoology is seen as pseudoscience, but yet it's the only one that's actually been proven. But anyway, I find that interesting because our topic is the Michigan Dogman. And there are, there's a lot of accountings throughout Throughout the states, throughout the world of, of dogmen or, or these types of cryptids. Um, but there's got to be some basis in reality to that. You know, we've got, we've got Bigfoot, we've got Yeti, you've got, um, you know, the abominable stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, a big piece of meat to buy it off, but they're, they've been seen. It's not like this is completely out of nowhere. But um, anyway, getting back to it, the Mission Dogmen. Uh, the Mission Dogman was allegedly witnessed in 1887 in Wexford County, Michigan. The creature is described as a seven-foot-tall, blue-eyed, amber-eyed, I'm sorry, blue-eyed or amber-eyed, bipedal, canine-like animal with the torso of a man. So, basically, in a nutshell, it's got blue eyes or it's got amber eyes and it stands straight up. And it has a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream. That's pretty, pretty unnerving. And according to legend, the Michigan Dogman appears in a 10-year cycle that falls in years ending in seven. I mean, that's that's pretty interesting. I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of cycle of dormancy. Maybe they maybe they sleep. I don't know. I mean, obviously that's that's neither here nor there. I just find it interesting that it's every every year that ends on a seven. Sightings have been reported in several locations throughout Michigan, primarily in the northern quadrant of the Lower Peninsula. And in 1987, the legend of the Michigan Dogman gained popularity when disc jockey Steve Cook at WTCMFM recorded a song about the sightings. 
It is said to have been stalking the area around the Manistee River since then, um, since the days of the Ottawa Nation. And I call it a nation. Some of you may hear it as a tribe. Being native, I can tell you that that's usually not something we use to describe a nation. But uh, for nonetheless, that's that's what it is. Um, some believe he uh, he was a spiritual protector of ancient native mounds. Um, and those are burial mounds. So that's a pretty big thing for culture. Um, and some tied sightings to what has been considered uh, to ancient sites. So that's kind of the it's kind of the background of it. Um, you know, there's probably more out there if you look it up, but that's that's sort of the background. But so Nicole, what did what did you find? Well, the first encounter that I could find um, in my research of the Michigan Dogman occurred in 1887 in Wexford County. Um, and there used to be like a mill up there, and there were two lumberjacks. Okay. And they saw a creature which they described as having a man's body and a dog's head. Hmm. Uh, Michigan was uh, like an epicenter of the white pine lumber industry from around the 1860s to the turn of the century in about 1900. A lot of the early accounts of the Michigan Dogman came from the men at the logging camps. Okay. You know, because they're, you know, in a logging camp, they're way deep in the woods. You sure. usually have tents and stuff set up. And arguably, they're kind of taking it, their ecosystem, too, by doing well, that. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, they're out there cutting down trees, you know. Sure. So, you know, the back in that time period, there's not really a way in and out of that forest. I mean, they live out there right. while they're doing the job. Yeah. So... They're going to be there at night, you know, day, in like week after week, month after month. Sure. Doing this job, so they're more likely to see something. Yeah, I mean, they got ample time to see, you mm-hmm. know, anything out there. Not just dogmen, but, you know. Right. Yeah. In the Upper Peninsula, locals on multiple occasions found horses that allegedly died of fright. Jeez. With only, like... They found dog tracks in the dirt, mm-hmm. and they think that they, the horses got scared to death, basically. Yeah. So we've got, make sure I got this right, we have horses that have died from the sight of dog tracks. Well, that's what they said, because they, you know, I guess the horses were left unattended, maybe, right. and then when they came back, they were dead. Yeah. Dog tracks in the dirt, but... There's, like, no clear evidence as to why the horses are dead. Yeah, I mean, that, I find that kind of interesting because you would think these horses have seen dogs before, right? Well, yeah. They would have seen dogs, but, I mean, now, could it be, like, trying to, you know, take this out of it? Sure. They use these horses to pull these big trees, basically, you know, logging companies back then, they would, you know, use the big saw, saw mm-hmm. down the trees and they would hitch it to that like big chain, right. whatever that thing was called, and the hor- team of horses would pull these logs, right? You know, basically onto. I think, you know, at some point in history, and I don't know at what time period, but they'd put them on trains. Okay. Okay, so they would pull them to the train. I think, and like you know, stack them up. Sure. Because obviously, men can't lift these big <laughs> logs. No. Now, is it? They died of fright, or 
these horses were just overworked and this was a way to like say, oh, you know. Kind of like filing an insurance claim. Right. (laughs) Not to place blame that they were overworking these horses and, oh, they died of fright. Yeah. But Um, I don't want to say that these men were lying. I mean, you know, when you've got a group of people, you're out in the woods. I mean, in these forests are very dense. Right. You know, especially at that time period. Things can be scary at night when you don't know what's out there and you're hearing sounds. Yeah. And could this just, you know, they had all gotten worked up. I mean, wolves are huge. Regular wolves are huge. Yeah, they sure are. Especially up north. Yeah. You know, like the timber wolves and stuff. And at that time period, we would still, I think, in the United States have some of those breeds of wolves that we don't have anymore. We are kind of eradicating them. Which is sad. But at that time period, they probably were still here. I mean, wolves are huge. Yeah. I mean, so much, in fact, that even I mean, Michigan are wolverines, you know, so. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, we've seen them up close and personal. Oh, yeah. You know. And they're scary. They're scary. Yeah. They're beautiful. Oh, yeah. But if they're coming after you, they are frightening. Yeah. <laughs> they're very tall. You know, their eyes are glow kind of amber in the dark. That's I mean, the part that kind of freaks me out are the yeah. eyes. Yeah. I mean... Heck, we've got two dogs, and you know, even when they're when they're upset and they look at you, I mean, there's something about those dogs' eyes that really and the way they can stare and look into your eyes, right. you know. So a a huge wolf out in those woods at night that would be frightening in itself. Sure. And if you've got the thought that something's out there that you don't know what it is, yeah. I mean, they could have just gotten all worked up. You yeah. know what I mean? And kind of like a mass hysteria type thing, right? But I don't want to also discount it. It's no, just a, yeah. another possible explanation as far as the horses are concerned. I mean, that's very interesting in itself that, you know, these, these horses died. But, you know, with it being the, the only the dog tracks and the dirt providing any kind of evidence that, um, I mean, it can go either way. To me, I think that if it's a... If it's a dog man type thing and these horses see that, that'd scare them to death for sure. Well, yeah, it would. And But regular wolves wouldn't have just left those horses alone either. No, they would have been absolutely. hunting. Yep, you know? they would have. So that is a little weird. Yeah. But there is. were also no animal protection rights back then. No. no. Um, or human protection rights back then. Right. So, I mean, we know that they worked animals to death and everything Beast else. Of burden. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just a possible explanation from what right. I found. Okay. And moving on, what what else did you find? So, the next witness, you know, statement that I could find was in 1937 in Paris, Michigan. And a man named Robert Fortney said he was attacked by five wild dogs. He fired a shotgun into the air, but one of the dogs was unfazed by the shot and stood on its hind legs and glared at him. Hmm. Holy crap. (sighs) But he's saying five wild dogs. He's not saying five wolves. Right. And you can tell the difference between a dog and a wolf. You would think, sure. I mean, we just talked about it. They're huge. I mean. Right. Hmm. So, I don't know about this one. Yeah, I but mean... But it's, it's one of the statements. 
Yeah. So I included it. In, sure. It's know. worth noting for sure. Right. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm kind of with you. I think that, I mean, you're going to know a dog instead of a wolf. And I've seen our dogs jump on their hind legs for things, too, you know. I mean, my gosh, he shot a shotgun, so that dog could be freaked the heck out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm kind of with you on that one. And then there were, you know, a bunch of sightings that they really don't explain. They just say that there were reports of similar creatures that came from Allegan County in the 1950s and in Manistee and Cross Village in 1967. Okay. But there's no, like, statements. It's not saying what they saw. It's just saying that there were multiple reports. So that could... And that could be kind of anything. Yeah, yeah. But this Linda S. Godfrey... Um, wrote a book called The Beast of Bray Road, and she compares the, the Manistee sightings to a similar creature that was sighted in Wisconsin known as the Beast of Bray Road. Yeah, and I think so they that's call like that comparing, a you know, a similar look to right. something that's in different areas, but still, you know, Michigan and Wisconsin are very close together. And I think that they even call that the Wisconsin Dog Man. I know they they also call it the Beast of Bray Road, but I've heard of all, all it also referred to as mm-hmm. the Wisconsin Dog Man. But you know, just as like wolves, they travel thousands of miles. Sure. You know. Yeah. So, could it be like a pack of these things? Well, or? dogs are nomadic, right? In general. Yes. So I mean, if what's to say that if they're not actual dog men? I mean, we use that word kind of tongue-in-cheek, but Mm -hmm. if they have canine-type mentality, then they're going to be, you know, somewhat nomadic and move around and do different things. And why couldn't they be, you know, one part, one season, and then move because maybe their food source changed or or maybe the climate's different, so they migrate. Right. Yeah. Um, The next one that I found is, uh, I guess it happened in 1961, and there was a night watchman who was patrolling a manufacturing plant in Big Rapids, Michigan. And he said he saw what he thought was a person Mm -hmm. until he saw, like, the dog-like features on it. Mm -hmm. And he pulled his gun out and was about to shoot it when he remembered he had a camera. And so he took a picture of it instead. (laughs) Wow. No, we don't have the picture. Okay. But I was reading that. It was kind of, like, iffy. Like, people didn't oh. really think that it was a real picture. Like, you know, it had been, well, back then, not really Photoshopped. Right, but, but altered it somehow. It was fake. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. and you couldn't really tell anything. So, whether that's something, I mean, he yeah. may have done that, but the evidence of it is not really there. Sure. And it's interesting. It's 1961, not like 1967. Right. So... And at the beginning of this podcast, there was a recording to open it up, Mm -hmm. Um, and this is one of the sightings. So, it was a roadside encounter in Troy, Michigan, in January of 2006. So, this is way more recent. Yeah. So, that recording is an OnStar recording from a vehicle because the vehicle had flipped over in a ditch. Okay. And so the man had called, or the I guess the car just called OnStar because it detected. Oh, you know. sure, yeah. The OnStar has that crash detection mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. And he, the man had basically said that he swerved to avoid a creature in the road 
and he described it as a great big dog that was standing up. So this recording went viral on the internet after this happened. Hmm. So that's a very, well... I always think 2006 is very recent, but it's not anymore. But it is a lot more ago. recent. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that there's, you know, that's something that he didn't just call in and say, oh, I saw this, you know, like could right. fake it. That had to be detected by the vehicle that there was a crash. Sure. And then, of course, emergency vehicles, everything came afterwards. So it's hmm. not like he faked that. And you don't think someone would go to that distance. Yeah. Flip his car right. <laughs> yeah. just so that it would come to make something up like that. It's kind of ridiculous. Point. Right. <laughs> so that's what that was. Okay. You know, starting the podcast. Yeah, um, that's interesting. And you we've all done it, right? We've all been driving, seen something and swerved to miss it. I mean, we you know, I think all of us have done that. Mm-hmm. And it's usually such a traumatic event. You know what you swerve to miss. <laughs> you know? Most of the time. I mean, sometimes it's a blur. It happens well, so yeah. fast. I, I remember when we were in Arizona and one of those huge javelinas <laughs> ran out in front of my car. Yeah. And I swore that thing was something else. Yeah. Just because it was so huge and it moved so fast. And it was just like a big brown blur. Yeah. Don't kid yourself. Those things get enormous. Yeah. <laughs> so, but something like this, he wasn't driving. I mean, he was driving, he swerved, but at that point, like, he could see right. what it was. Mm. Mm. And my fear would be, like, stuck upside down in the car in the <laughs> right. ditch and know that thing standing out there. It's like in the Batman. <laughs> looks down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like about ready to bounce on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that, and that's probably why his voice was so frightened right. in the call, like... That thing could still be out there coming after me, you know? Jeez. That, that's the part that, that kind of freaks me out. And you yeah. can hear it in his voice, I mm-hmm. think. I think it's very clear that he's scared to death. For sure. I mean, yeah, he just had a car accident where his car's just flipped upside down. Anybody would be in shock, I guess. But, you know, when they ask what happened, I saw this thing, mm. you know? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think if... If I was driving and I got flipped over and I thought this big ass dog creature was out there and was going to do the Batman on me, I'd probably I'd be pretty damn scared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So what else? What else did you find? This last witness statement is the one I find the most interesting because we have a lot of information. We have quotes from the man mm-hmm. that saw it. And a little bit extra, which I'll tell you about here in a second. Okay. Um, So this happened in 2017, and this was a trucker by the name of Joe Barger. Okay. And he was transporting 43,000 pounds of paper from a mill in northern Michigan through the forest during an evening in June. Interesting. Okay, so these forests, I've seen pictures of them. They're very dense up there. You know, they're Mm kind of like mountainous, and I would imagine it's pretty sketchy roads. Yeah, I've been through that. Well, I've I've been through rural Michigan in the the woods, and it yeah, it is. It's pretty wild. He realized that he had an air leak in his tire, so he stopped, and he found it by the back brake, brake chamber on the trailer. He went to go fix it, and these are quotes from him, is what I'm going 
to read to you. Sure. I was hearing a vocalization that wasn't natural. It wasn't a sound I had ever heard before. I was looking around, and I saw some shadowing in the woodbine, but there was plenty of light to see. It was nowhere near getting dark yet. I was in bear country, so I perceived the shadowing to be a black bear at the time. Hmm. End quote. Okay. So he fixed the tire, he got back in the truck and started driving again, and he had said that the woods gave him a bad feeling. Okay. And we, we've all been in a situation where yeah. you just feel like something's off. You bet. You know, so I totally get that. Sure. And he said when he looked out his right side mirror, it was darker than it should have been. Whoa. Okay. So you know those big trucks, they have those yeah. great big mirrors. Mm-hmm. So clearly from left to right, and even from the windshield to the right mirror, why was it darker in the mirror than it was on mm. his windshield? <laughs> okay. Man. Quotes. There was a wolf head the size of my window, and my windows were down. Oh, man. He was trotting along next to me, and I was about 20 to 25, 25 miles per hour at that point. And he was stooping down on two legs, looking down inside of my cabin. Oh, I'm at nine feet tall in my seat. His hands were coming up, scratching my windowsill. On my door handle, I could hear his claws. And that's when time slowed down. Holy crap. End quote. So let's just talk about that yeah. for a second. <clears throat> that's a lot Before we continue on. <laughs> yeah. So, He's going 20 to 25 miles per hour. Yeah. He can see this head. The thing is taller than he's sitting in this truck. Oh, man. Looking down on him. And the claws, I guess, yeah. are scratching the windowsill. Jeez. How's he only doing 20 to 25? <laughs> probably slam on Well, he's the probably gas. so frozen in well, fear yeah. because that means that thing is running that fast on two legs. Man. Because he's not stopped. Right. God, that is... I couldn't imagine that. I, I think I'd be so frightened. I mean, I'd definitely be beyond words. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you got my attention. <laughs> yeah. So, quotes. I thought I was in, like, an alternate reality or something. Because a creature like this don't exist in a reality I've ever known of. Hmm. I have heard of Bigfoot, and I know those to be something that is talked about. This is a whole different thing altogether. Hmm. It has a lot of sharp teeth, and the teeth on this thing were like brilliant white. Three-inch long fangs, bottom and top. Pure black pointed ears. It had yellow eyes. With human-like hands, probably 14 inches across. It was at least 10 feet tall from how it was stooping into my cabin. His yellow eyes were darting all over the place and looking at me. (laughs) End quote. Wow. So this is the first time we've heard yellow eyes. Okay. I mean, I guess it could be also, you know, they said amber eyes, so I I would assume that's probably what he meant. But, but I mean, in the dark, him, 
Yeah, in the dark, right. And for him to even have that much detail without poop in his pants, i got to give him that. But he did say earlier it wasn't quite dark yet the first time. Oh, that's so true. So maybe, I mean, who knows. But Man. Pure black pointed ears. Yeah. Three-inch long fangs, bottom and top. That's huge. Those are canines. If you hold your fingers up in front of you and do three yeah. inches. Yeah. Just I mean, do that for a second, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, Three that, inches long on top and bottom. That is going to rip you apart. And human-like hands, probably 14 inches across. That's more than a foot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like... That's huge. That's like Shaquille O'Neal's size. I mean, that's enormous. And 10 foot tall? <laughs> now, for one second, we used to have a dog. He's sadly passed a couple mm. years ago, but he was mixed with Irish Wolfhound. Yeah. Now, he didn't get as big as that, but he was a big dog. Yep, he he was, was Irish Wolfhound and Lab Mix. But those Irish Wolfhounds, when I was, you know, doing research on them, to, you know, to better take care of him, when they stand on their back legs, yeah. they can be about seven foot tall. Yeah, they can get really big. But they're the one of the biggest dogs on the planet. And they sure can't run 25 miles an hour. No. On their hind legs. I mean, they, they did used to use them in wars and stuff to, to the Roman, you know, to rip the Romans off the horses and stuff. That's kind of what they were bred, bred for. Right. Like, in the past. But even at that height, they're only seven foot tall. Irish wolfhounds. And those are huge dogs, if you've ever seen them or yeah. been up close to them. Are they bigger or smaller than Danes? I can't remember. I think they can get taller. Wow. I think they're bigger. I mean, Danes are pretty big, right. but I think the Irish Wolfhound's just a, a bit bigger. Either way, it's still not running 25 miles an hour on high legs. Well, no. <laughs> and he estimates about 10 foot tall. Mm. Wow. So that's bigger than anything that we know as far as a a dog-like creature. Sure. Whether it be wolf or coyote or whatever it is. Yeah. Bigger than we could even estimate it to be hmm. that's you always have your giants yeah but they don't run that fast on two legs no i mean that'd be that'd be if you had one of those situations or one of those things where okay i could see if it's 10 feet tall but it can't run 25 miles an hour it's a whole lot of things put together that are that are almost an impossibility mm-hmm. he continues on quote how this creature looked was mad and determined to get to me. Hmm. He was sneering. He wasn't making any noises vocally, but the looks he was giving me and the intelligence in his eyes was telling me, I'm here to get you and there's nothing you can do about it. End quote. <laughs> that is wow. flipping terrifying. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, and that's probably what you would feel yeah if you're getting hunted yeah. right i mean we as humans we don't know that feeling of being hunted unless you've been in the military or mm-hmm. something you know i would attribute that but we don't know what it's like no i mean to be chased down by something and and to to see in the eyes like i'm going i'm going to kill you i'm going to take you down yeah i mean even having a military background i can tell you that is that's mortifying yeah that quote, like, sends shivers up my spine. Yeah. That's scary. Jeez. 
So he said he pulled out his forty-five Colt hey. that was strapped to his waist, and he took two shots at the creature. Quote, he instantly went down. I was looking at him as he was sliding into the weeds. Hmm. I was at almost point-blank range, so I'm pretty sure I got him through the eye orbit. Oh, okay. His head was huge. Everything on this animal was black except his teeth and his eyes. I wasn't really panicked, but it's the scaredest I've ever been in my life. Jeez. End quote. So he knows he shot it. Or he at least assumes for he sure assumes. he assumes, yeah. So <clears throat> he assumed that the creature was dead or at least very wounded. Right. But he wanted to turn around and check to make sure that he wasn't crazy, basically. He said, he, sure. in quotes, that I hadn't lost my mind. Yeah. So about a mile up the road, he found a spot large enough to turn his truck back around and... He starts coming back down the hill, and he says it's about five minutes of time has passed, you know, of him leaving, turning around, coming back. Sure. And it was gone. Hmm. And that is his story of the experience. Now, he went on, and he he actually went on a podcast. Right. um, And the podcaster took notes and narrated his story, but... Three months later, after he was on this podcast, he said that he was detained Hmm. at what he calls a scale house by state police while they waited for federal authorities. Okay. He said they were very intimidating and they were very angry. Hmm. He didn't know what was going on, and they said, quote, you killed one of our assets, and this is how things are going to go down. Okay. End quote. So he said that they threatened him, they took his gun away, and shut his bank account off for a while, where he couldn't access any money. But that's all we know about it, and that's all he'll say about it. So So this is the part I was saying, that there's just a little bit extra at the end of this. Federal authorities... Hmm. I'm going to say it again. Quoted, you killed one of our assets, and this is how things are going to go down. But he doesn't say what they say after that. Because hmm. he probably can't. Well, no, yeah. I... So with that being said, one of our assets. So is this something that <clears throat> they've created for war? I mean, all I can, and this is going to be funny to everybody listening, but all I can think about is Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if it was Hugh Jackman Wolverine, we'd all be better off, right? (laughs) Because he's awesome. (laughs) If Hugh Jackman ever listens to this, you are awesome. I love you you and everything you do. (laughs) You're amazing. But that would be an awesome, but this is not what it sounds like this thing is or looks like or even, I mean, what? What it would be the purpose of creating something like that? I mean, aside from Weapon X. Um, I, okay, so if you wanted, all right. So there are a lot of a lot of theories that are out there that you know the government has created or is attempting to create super soldiers, right? 
Um, right, which is basically, I'm not 100% on all these superhero movies. I try my best yeah. <laughs> with my husband and my daughter. They're really into them. Yeah. And I try my best to get on board with most of them. But that's what they were doing with Wolverine, correct? Right. Yeah, that's exactly what they were doing. And and with Captain America, same same thing, yeah, right? Super Soldier, yeah. Yes. Okay. And so what I find interesting about that is that could there be could there be some validity to that? I mean, I don't know. It's tough to say. I can tell you, having been a man of many military operations, that it wouldn't surprise me one bit if it got away from them and, and they're trying to hunt this thing down. Um, because you know, when you when you live in a world of the lowest bidder getting the contract, <laughs> that's kind of how it goes sometimes. But anyway, yeah, I mean. There's been studies and different things done by the government, like MK Ultra, um, and if you're not familiar with that, that's that's pretty wild. Where the government legitimately gave people LSD to to do different things, and mm-hmm. we're in mind control. So, well, didn't even Hitler? He yeah. did the same thing. Yeah, same to thing. his soldiers. He gave them all those drugs. Yeah, I mean, which I don't know if everybody knows that, but yeah, he. Yeah. What, what was it specifically? He gave them. Oh. Do you I don't know, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, I know he did. I just can't remember what mm-hmm. it is. But, no, you're right. I mean, I, I don't consider it a suspension of belief because could it happen? Of course. But I just, it's a lot to unpack that if they're creating this super soldier, um, yeah, I mean, and it got away from them. If that is a real thing and that is happening then that's a serious problem because if they can let this thing out and mm-hmm. it just about, you know, kills this trucker. I mean, that's, well, that's, and this is 2017. Yeah. And then the year before that is where we have the OnStar recording. Right. Okay. But what, in, you know, in the two thousands. Yeah. But what about, you know, these sightings from the 1800s. Surely yeah. we weren't able to do stuff like that Yeah, then. that's a good point. I mean, that wouldn't have been a military operation. However, no. if, they, if these things did exist or do exist and the military found out about it, could they have somehow captured them and turned them into make this? Make them bigger and better. Yeah, make them bigger and better. Yeah, I could see that. Um, again, it's hard because I've worked. I'm a man of two brains with this because Mm -hmm. I've been in the military and I know how bad we can screw something up in the military. Um, But that's just, you know, normal military things. Now, there are elite things out there that I was not privy of. Right. But. Well, the military has in the past tried to use animals. Oh, sure. Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought I had heard that before. Yeah. So it's not like it's the first time that they've tried something. Absolutely. They they wanted to arm dolphins in... Um, Which is just... <laughs> I'm sorry, but that sounds ludicrous to me. <laughs> armed dolphins. Yeah. Well... For what? Because during the submarine... So <clears throat> back in the Cold War, okay, and it may have gone back further than that, but back in the Cold War, the biggest fear was nuclear holocaust, right? Right. And the best way to to, li- to deliver a weapon of that destruction would be to take a submarine and park it as close to what your target is as you can get, right? And then it launches ICBMs up into the atmosphere and then obviously death and destruction. But I guess what they figure is 
have a dolphin out there that could intercept this submarine, you know, underwater and, and you know. And do what? You know, blow it up. Dolphin and submarine and everything with it. That yeah. just, that infuriates me for no, one. I know. Because I, <clears throat> I, I love animals and that's just, and they're, you know, they're always the ones that save people and they're, they're always friendly and we do something like that to them. Yeah. I mean, we're not the... <laughs> but we're not above using them no. for our own gain. Not not in the least. So that's why with this, when I read that statement, like before it was just like, a, okay, it's like a, a Bigfoot thing, right. Right? right? Just like the guy said, you know, something that lives in the dense woods that could hide from us easily and that makes its appearance every once in a while that people just run onto it in certain situations. Right. But now we've... Got a whole table that is turned here. Yeah. Now we've got federal authority saying you killed one of our assets. Hmm. When they could have easily played something like this off, why would they say that to this guy? Yeah. And if he did actually kill an asset, why is he still walking around? Well, unless just to threaten him, like you better not say anything else. Because see what happened is he went on this podcast and it was a, I guess it was a very popular podcast. Okay. Okay. So it really got out there. And that's when they huh. detained him and basically took his money away. Like, this is what we can do to you if sure. you don't be quiet. Okay. No, I mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe that's why they said it. Like, this is not just like a Bigfoot situation. Right. You did something, huh. something that belongs to us. I mean. And you killed it. If it was truly a military asset, that could very well potentially be how it went down. You know, I mean, I just cannot for the life of me figure out what you could use that for. I mean, you like it's send a it into machine. war, like yeah, it's a killing to kill machine. people. Yeah, that's exactly what you would do. I mean, it just it sounds like one of these ridiculous <laughs> movies. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Honestly, it's like Velocipaster. <laughs> send them in and kill them. You now, know, it is it is pretty wild and. The problem with something like that is if you did, in fact, create a soldier like that and it's just a pure killing machine, you're not going to be able to control it. Well, right. You know, so <clears throat> that's why sometimes I... And I, lo- I love the Wolverine movies. They're great. Yeah. But you know it's a movie. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know mm. that that would never work in no. real life. No. And look how tortured Logan is Yeah, He's through tortured. the whole thing. Yeah. Because they've done this to him, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so, he, he it, it completely just devastated him. It, and the <clears> thing <throat> is, is if they really have done this and taken a man and morphed him with this wolf, that is the saddest thing yeah. I've ever heard. I'm hoping that, well, I didn't say I'm hoping, but with them, with this having been seen way back in the 1800s, I'm hoping that this already existed. And they've just bastardized it. But the thing is, in the 1800s, the reports were more like it was just a wolf standing on its legs. Yeah. They didn't really talk about human-like features as much as the recent sightings. That's what worries me. Yeah. It's like, um, was there something? I don't know. hmm. I mean, we'll never know. We'll never figure it out. But it's something to ponder. Yeah, that's the part that kind of... That kind of puts a whole wrench in the whole thing is that we'll never know for sure. But 
I find it <clears throat> I find it very perpetually interesting that there's a there's a government entity calling it an asset because it's exactly what we would call it is an asset. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, without getting into too much, I was I was in armament. I was aviation ordnance, and we called those things assets. See, so <laughs> it's just yeah, it's interesting the the terminology they chose to use. That's yeah, pretty spot on. It. Yeah. Yep. So that's all that I have as far as witness statements, but that that last one was yeah took the cake basically. Yeah, that's that's the that's the Aaron Judge home run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things will be crazy. So on the exit to our podcast, once we are finished, we'll we'll play part of this song. But there was a a song in 1987. There was this disc jockey Steve Cook, right. Um, from WTCM FM in Traverse City, Michigan. And he recorded a song titled The Legend, which he he actually played it as like an April Fool's Day joke because he had heard of the Michigan Dog Man. He was just like, this thing doesn't exist. Okay. So he based the songs on the myths and the legends from around North America. And he made it up. I mean, it was just a prank. Right. But then he stumbled upon, like, actually all the information about it. And he's like, oh, and people took it, you know, seriously. Sure. Like, yeah. this is actually what's happening, right? <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll play life. a little bit of that, yeah. you know, on the way out. And you hear that a lot in reference to the Michigan Dogman. But he wasn't writing it because he really believed it was right. something. He was just joking around. Sure. That people took, you know, seriously. Imagine that. Yeah. But, I mean, there's lots of information about this, you know, different. And there was a film that they made, I think, in 2011 um, (laughs) called Dog Man. I was going to tell you, um, before we, because obviously we knew we were going to cover this topic. But um, I just on my lunch happened to catch about 10, 15 minutes of it. Mm -hmm. Well, that was the most brutal 10, 15 minutes of my life. Yeah, I can imagine it's probably not great. (laughs) So bad. I'm so sorry. If you guys like this movie, I'm terribly sorry. I'm not trying to offend you, but it is legitimately one of the worst freaking movies. Like, if you spent money to go see that, you're walking out. (laughs) Just that plain and simple. Um, But anyway, if you haven't checked it out, it it may be worth the, the... few minutes of your life to watch it kind of like Velocipaster or something like that. I mean, it's, it's, this is a private joke. Yeah. It we is. found on, yeah. what was it? Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, terrible. you need to check that. It's awful, but it's so awful. It's, it's hilarious. It's so awful. It's funny. Yeah. That it even exists yeah. and how they came up with it. Oh man. But I mean, you know, coming back to the main point, mm-hmm. there's always been myths and legends and we've got, I don't know how many movies about werewolves, you oh, know, yeah. like Pete, about men or women, I guess now yeah. trans, you know, transferring into a wolf at night, right? Right. Living werewolf life at night, and then turning back into human during the day. Yeah. You know, um, well, what's the the Michael J. Fox movie? Oh, Teen, Teen Wolf. wolf yeah. Right. Yeah. So we got that. That was a a good play on it. And then For you've sure. got the scary ones. What are the werewolf in? Oh, I never yeah, watch them because London. Yeah. I don't like great them. movie. Yeah. Great I don't movie. like those. <laughs> you know the, the gore and stuff, so yeah. I don't. It sure watch isn't those. no cocaine bear, but yeah, 
That's another We're not going to go there joke. either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you've got, got I'm, there's lots of Native American legends yes. about, and, you know, even in the Twilight films, you've mm-hmm. got, you know, yeah. the natives who are turning to werewolves. Yeah. Basically, or turn into wolves. Well, even in, the, in this, they said it was the protector of the mounds, you know. Right, so, right. So yeah. the, that's their spirit animal. You know, a lot of na- Native nations have spirit animals for things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's been there kind of hiding in the background that maybe this is a potential thing, yeah. right? And most most legends come from somewhere. Sure does. Right? Yeah. Whether it's the full thing, what they're saying, or they just base it off of something. Right. Um. So what do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, folklore, or is it something... Or is this something that could be valid? Yeah. I mean... What, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said earlier, in the early sightings, I would have chalked it up to more like actual real wolves that these guys just got really scared because they could come in as a pack and kill off some loggers, you know, and yeah. and then the fear would build... Between the men, you know, of something coming and killing in the night. I mean, that can happen. We know as a group of people, like we've talked about this before, that energy builds up and you get scared to death of tiny little cracks and, you know, like anything like that can happen. Wild animals can come in and kill if they're starving or anything. And those wolves can get huge. Sure can. You know, the ones up in Canada are humongous. And we would have had those in North America, you know, in the north of the United States of America at that time period. We don't now because we get rid of all of them. Sure. Um, But that, you know, and like with the horses, like we talked about, I don't know, right? But now in the 2000s, we got 2016, we've got a recording of somebody saying they swerved off the road, flipped their vehicle because they thought they saw this thing. Then the next year, within one year, this trucker sees this thing. And we've got yeah. video of him talking about it. We've got apparently a podcast talking about it. I don't know which one it is because it's, you yeah. know, I'm sure you could research it sure. and find it. Yeah, I'm but with that's, you. And then there's, I don't know. I'm definitely on the fence with it. Yeah. I mean, could he make the story up for publicity? Of course, yeah. anybody can do that. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm <clears throat> kind of of the same mind a little bit, too. Um, do I think that, that there's a possibility that there's a cryptid out there that has some some canine resemblance? Sure, of course. I mean, we just talked about at the beginning of the show that 47% of the U.S. is unpopulated and uninhabited. So, I mean, there could be anything out there, you right. know. Um, and I, I guess for me... The idea of it turning into turning into a super soldier and all this kind of thing and and for it being an asset. I don't know. I'm not saying I don't believe it. I find that particular part more more of the folklore part of it. Um, I don't know. See, that's where I I disagree with you. Okay. Because I mean it's fine. Yeah. It's your opinion. Yeah. But for me, I feel like it was ridiculous until I heard that part hmm. that there would have even been a human wolf hybrid thing. Right. Okay. I would have thought they just thought they saw whatever. 
I think for me, the reason I have a hard time believing is I know how badly <laughs> we've screwed things up being in yeah, the military. Yeah, but we've tried to do stuff before, and oh, that's sure. what scares no, me right. about it. You're right. And the fact that there's even movies made about doing the exact well, same thing yeah. tells me it came from somewhere. You know, and so it's yeah. like, if they have tried to do this, obviously they didn't do it great. <laughs> that's the part that doesn't And it escaped, me. right? <laughs> yeah. Somebody wasn't paying attention that yeah. day. So I'm more likely to believe it. Okay. If that's the case, if they yeah. were trying to do something and create this thing, yeah, and that's why it exists, I'm way more believing of it okay. than it just being a natural thing that just is half human, half dog. Okay. That I just find very hard to believe. That's just my opinion. Sure. Well, so I don't know. But, you know, then you've got all your Native Americans yeah. that believe in shapeshifters. And yep. so I I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. I don't have enough experience with it. Heard enough stories or seen people's actual faces when they talk about witnessing something. Sure. For me to make an actual educated opinion on it. Okay. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. But that's where I stand right now. Am I like... Even 60% sure on anything that I've said? No. (laughs) But that's where where I stop. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, that is the Michigan dog, man. Um, You know, it's up to you guys. Uh, If you have any comments, please, you know, we got the Facebook group, and we're going to be putting some pictures up there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Obviously, we don't have any real ones. Right. Yeah, that's true. They're all, We've got drawings, the drawings of what they of think. It, right. Um, and I'll put a small um, a small video up on YouTube. I'm changing a little bit of how we do that. Um, instead of doing an entire podcast on video form, I think I'm going to cut it up a little bit so it's more of like a highlight type thing. Um, that way you guys don't have to see the same thing over and over again, and it's a little bit different. But So we're going to lead you out of this with the, the, the famous Dog Man yeah. song. Here we go. Um but just think, next time you're up in Michigan driving through the woods, you might want to keep your windows up and your doors locked. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. So the officer and I went out there to take a look at it.
A logger named Johnson grabbed him a stick and poked around inside. Then the thing let out an unearthly scream and came out and stood upright. Uh-huh. 